Hello, everyone. You're listening to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. This is Andrew Shepard, and welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening in. Um, As always, if you'd like to get involved with the podcast, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, send them to me as always. You can find me on every social media platform as AJ Vandertunt. That's A-J-A-Y-V-A-N-D-E-R-T-U-N-T. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can send me an email. Uh, Send that to lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in George, B as in boy, B as in boy, at gmail.com. Today, if you're listening at work or you're listening on the road or you're just listening and relaxing, it is Friday. It's time for us to get this weekend started, and I'm so excited about it. Um, With this, in this episode, we are going to talk about being gay, black, and motivated Motivation is hard to come by, but when you feel it, you feel it. And sometimes you don't always feel it, but it gets even better at times when you don't feel it because then motivation might just spring up and just do something to your whole entire life. So with today's episode being all about motivation, being driven and inspired, active and galvanizing yourself, I thought, why not start it off again with another quote? So the quote that I decided to choose today, and there's a couple that I was going to choose from, I may bring up a couple of them throughout the podcast today, is from Reiko Mikami. And this is an anime character, but anime can still be inspiring. And her quote is, it's just pathetic to give up on something before you even give it a shot. And that stuck out to me just immediately as I was just going through some quotes and you know, thinking about anime and things that I've watched was that quote right there. It's just pathetic to give up on something before you even give it a shot. And motivation, it is not easy to come by. Motivation is, it's difficult for some people. It's easy for others. Sometimes it's easier to motivate someone else to do something than it is to motivate yourself or to even be motivated. And That quote, whenever I think about stopping something or giving something up, I mean, I heard it years ago, but it comes to my mind that I can't just give up because, I mean, what was the point of trying if I just gave up anyways, you know? Um, With this, I'm learning a lot about myself. Now, this is the first time I've ever done podcasting with this podcast here. I have done vlogs in the past. I've done some blogging and I do a lot of photography that's on Vero on my Instagram and stuff, but I've never done this medium of art and I consider podcasts and all the podcasts I listen to, it's a form of art. It's something creative and this is all new to me. It's been a new spectrum of feelings and emotions and things that I didn't understand completely for myself and that I still don't understand all the way, but it's giving me a whole different way to look at myself, how I do things, how I operate and the people around me and the people in my support network. So part of motivation, and especially when it comes to self-motivation, is first the excitement, how I see it. So starting this process of building my podcast, it was very exciting. It's still very exciting to me now. And it all started with just the simple act of listening to other podcasts and listening to creative people talk about things and also just hearing my friends' point of views and people that I'm not friends with but have just a platform to stand on And I could hear what they were saying and it inspired me and it motivated me. Because while I don't think I'm saying anything groundbreaking to the world, it is a chance for me to do a different form of media that I have not done in the past. Uh, When I was younger, I actually did some TV stuff. Nothing that you'll see on some major network. It was just me and the homework hotline 
and I was a voice actor for the home homework hotline here in upstate New York. Tons of fun. I didn't get paid a dime for it. <laughs> um, but then also throughout my life, I mean, I am a classically trained piano player and well, pianist or pianist. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, but I played piano for over 10 years. I'm also a clarinetist and I played clarinet for over 15 years. So when exercising that part of my life, my musical craft, in the beginning, it was very exciting. In the middle, it was very exciting. Still now, it's very exciting. But I don't need as much motivation to do that because it's already inside my body. It's deeply ingrained in my muscle memory. And I know that I can just pick up my clarinet or just sit down at a keyboard and play something. Even if nobody else likes it, I know it's something that I'll love. Um, but that excitement was still huge. Now, the same excitement I'm feeling doing this and starting this podcast, I have the same excitement that I have for when it comes to music because there's a journey here. There's something that I haven't experienced yet and I'm going to keep finding out new things every time. You know, when you do start a new journey, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I'm an archaeologist and I'm digging up some old dinosaur bones from nowhere. And, you know, you just keep digging and it's no fun. I mean, there's dust getting in your eyes sometimes. It's hot. If you're in a desert or a sandy environment, I'm pretty sure it doesn't smell that good either. But there's just this anticipation to find this beautiful, beautiful thing that's in the ground or that's buried beneath something. And that's the same feeling that I have doing this podcast where I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm having fun doing it no matter where it goes. And that's huge. And the reason why I started with excitement to focus on that is because the opposite of excitement is when you get to the part where maybe you're starting to lose that energy. You're losing that excitement and that can come from many different facets and areas. You know, Doing this and making recordings and putting myself out there on social media more than I have in the past, it's something that was, was, has, and is still fun to do. But now there's a feeling that I haven't felt before. And that's sometimes feeling insecure when I'm ready to post something or you know, even self-doubt of maybe I shouldn't talk about a certain subject or say something. And it's a real feeling. It gets inside of you and you're like, whoa, hang on. I didn't feel this before. You know, when I pick up my clarinet and play a piece, I'm not thinking, uh-oh, what's going on here? I can do this. Maybe something's going to happen. Nope. I just pick it up and play because it's one playthrough, especially when you're playing for your audience and you're playing live. It's one playthrough. There's no going back and saying, oh, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have played it this way. And with this medium of doing a podcast and there's recording and I have to go through and make sure that it sounds good and even some editing things that I have never done before when it comes to distributing a medium of myself. So it's interesting because I get to hear what my voice sounds like to hear what you are going to hear. I get to hear how things are put together. I mean, you guys hear it all the time. I get tongue-tied and twisted and all kinds of stuff. It's funny for me to listen to, so I hope you guys enjoy it. But it's something that I haven't actually taken the time to go back and listen to, you know. So now that I'm finally doing it, it is very eye-opening experience. And self-doubt, nervousness, and even anxiety, they can be negative things, but they can also be hugely positive things as well. And I know you wouldn't expect to hear self-doubt with being a positive, but it's the feeling itself that can be positive because it gives you a chance to become introspective. You get to look at yourself on the inside. You kind of get to have a different perspective. Maybe everything you were looking at was from looking at the top of it to the bottom. Now maybe you're going to look from the bottom to the top. Or maybe you'll look from the center and then just pan your way out, whether it's top, bottom, left, or right, wherever you're going. 
And that introspection, it adds to the excitement. So now that I have the ability to go back and hear myself and get feedback and hear what people are saying, this is a chance for me to be introspective on myself as well. Because now I get to look at it and say, oh, well, that's a different point of view. I didn't think that about what I was saying. And I love it. I love it a lot. Um, The other part of it is I get to hear the emotion, feelings, and sensations that are coming through my tone of voice that I didn't get to hear in the past with some of the mediums that I post. I mean, I like photography. I can post a picture and I can look at it a million times, but when I post that picture and then I go back and look at it, it gives me a chance to say, oh, this is what was seen through the lens of my camera, which maybe I didn't pay attention to it as much when I was initially taking the picture and doing the posting, but now that I have a chance to go back and look at it after stepping away for a while, it's a whole different feeling. And it's the same thing with this podcast is sometimes I have posted an episode and it's just one recording. I haven't gone back and edited. I may have added in music or something, but I didn't listen to the audio. And so now I wait, I go and I listen to it again. It's a whole different thing than what I thought I was saying or doing from what I initially recorded. And not as far as the content, but the way it sounds. So it's this whole thing. It's, it's something that I love and it's made me feel even better about doing this and starting this journey. Um, another part of it is looking at my creative process and the creative process they have in place. Now, creative process and motivation, they kind of work hand in hand, at least for me. I know the moments where I'm feeling very highly motivated, very energized, I'm active, I'm going and I'm ready. My creative process is completely different than when I'm more on the low side of the energy spectrum. And maybe I'm not as motivated. Maybe I'm a little bit discouraged. And I've noticed there's a huge change. I've noticed when I'm very excited and happy and I'm ready to go, I am chopping at the bit to get things started, you know? scribbling on tons of pieces of paper, notes everywhere. Sometimes I'll write on my floor with a dry erase marker. And then when I come back home, I see there's paragraph after paragraph of things written on my floor. I write on my floor because I lay down on my floor sometimes. It's hardwood floors and I just think they're beautiful and comfortable and they are so cold sometimes. It just feels good on your skin. Lay on a cold floor. I can't advertise it enough. Lay on a cold floor. When you are having a stressful day, it will make you feel great. But I have that energy and that motivation to do that when I'm high energy. When I'm lower energy, I still have a creative process, but sometimes it is more based just on my phone or maybe I just have a notepad and I'm just writing things down as I go. Because maybe I'm not as energized, but I know that there are still ideas and thoughts and things going on in my head. And then also I've noticed when I'm not as motivated and I'm in that lower energy state. It's not depressive, but it is discouraging at times because I know the ideas are still there, but sometimes they're jumbled up with other mess. And it's very hard to get out of that funk at times, but then sometimes it's not. Now, I do bring that up because part of being motivated, and this is what I've learned just throughout the years, is understanding yourself and how this motivation is affecting you and where it's coming from. If you think back to when you were a kid, teenager, you know, acting on impulse, there's times where you were very, very motivated. You know, I'll use myself for an example. When I was a teenager, um, I hadn't learned how to drive at this point, but I remember I walked up to my mom's job and I'm just waiting for her. I just finished up school for the day and she gives me the keys to the car and I'm like, oh, well, you know, while I'm sitting out here, it's a good idea for me to start the car and maybe learn how to back into a parking space. You know, my younger mind at that point is motivated to learn to drive. I'm energetic about it and I'm thinking I'm being safe because all I'm going to do is back up the car. 
Long story short, I ended up crashing the car into a metal pole that was meant to be a guard for the parking spaces because my motivation and energy was not followed up by a clear process to evaluate what I was going to do. And that's kind of what happens sometimes when we get highly, highly motivated but don't have the follow-through behind. So that's why I brought up motivation and the creative process together because your creative process is kind of your thinking tank. It's where you're weighing out the pros and cons, setting up a design, having a strategy to attack and distribute your motivation easily. Without that, motivation can be a great tool, but it can also be a bullet that's been shot from a gun and the trajectory cannot be changed. So... There's so many facets to this, and I know I'm probably speaking in circles, but having motivation is a great thing. The excitement from it is fantastic. There are the sides where maybe you lose your little your energy or your motivation, and that's still okay. There's nothing wrong with not having the same amount of energy for something as you did before. And getting to a place where you understand your motivation and how to use that motivation to further what you're doing. It's a great thing. And we all get there within our own time. I'm still getting there. And I am loving this journey no matter where it's going. So one part of motivation, when you're ready to start something new, you're going to go on a new venture. And I know I do this and I did this a lot. I would always say there's not enough hours in the day. There's just not enough time. I'd be burnt out from work, trying to go to the gym, trying to have a social life. I just like, nope, there's just not enough. And then I heard a quote recently, and it kind of helped me put it all into a time frame. Uh, Not a time frame. Let's say put it all in perspective for me. So I was listening to The Breakfast Club. Um... And this was a couple of weeks ago. I listened to The Breakfast Club religiously. And Charlemagne made a quote, and it was a motivational quote of the day. And I don't have the full quote written down. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. But it was about how many hours in a week that there are. So in a week, there's 168 hours. And that's a full seven-day week. There's 168 hours. You spend 40 hours of that week working if you have a full-time job. That leaves you with 128 hours left throughout the week to do something else, to start something new, to pick up a hobby, to keep doing what you're doing. You still have 128 hours left outside of work to do other things throughout your week. I don't know why, but that literally just sparked a fire under my ass as soon as I heard that. And... It helped put in perspective for me that while I'm sitting here and I'm saying, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so tired coming home from work, I was just not maximizing my time the way I could. And because of that, I put off things for quite a long time. I said, oh, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it because of this. And I had excuses that were getting away, getting in the way of my motivation and for me actually completing things. So hearing this quote and seeing the way Charlemagne broke it down, it just kind of cleared the air for me, kind of cleared a path to say, Andrew, okay, yeah, you do work. You do have things that you do. But if you look at it on a numbers basis, you have a lot of time to still do the things that you keep saying you want to do. And that was probably the biggest thing that I got from it. And I loved it. And I have that written on my wall now. It's actually written on my living room wall in a spot where I can see it. So I know like, hey, the time is going to come where the energy is going to fizzle out. It's going to get hard, but that's okay. And it's funny how my mind works, at least to me, because there's those times where I will get in that mode of just a funk of who cares. I know what I need to do, but I'm just not going to do it because I don't want to. And those are the moments where I'm the lowest on my motivation. And looking at 
this is why I put it up is that's that moment where it's going to spark that energy for me. It may not be immediate, but at least I know that there's still that reminder out there that I have time to make my dreams come true. And also with that, those moments where you do get in that discouraging space or even a depressed state, you lose your motivation, you lose that energy. One thing that I cannot stress enough is going to therapy. Um, going for therapy just to talk to somebody. It can help get you more motivated. And even if you don't go to a licensed therapist, and I'm not going to give any medical advice because I am not a licensed therapist. I have not been licensed to give therapeutic advice like that. I can tell you for myself, the times that I wasn't able to make it to therapy, or maybe there was just a chance that I wasn't able to get in that day to speak with my therapist, Getting around my group of friends, my friends who I trust and I know that I can talk with, even if it's just over the phone, that can be a motivating moment for me where I may not even tell them what's going on. It may just be, hey girl, how's your day going? And just listening to one of them tell me about their day, that can be enough to motivate me to get off my ass and do something with myself or at least to get out of that discouraged, depressive space that I can get in. Um, But I cannot stress how helpful therapy is. It is not something to be looked down upon. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. It is a beautiful thing. I don't think without therapy, I would be the person I am today. And I love myself for who I am. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it is a good thing. If you ever just need someone to just talk to, therapy's great. And I will tell you to shop around for your therapist because not every therapist is going to fit you right. When you are looking for therapy, I kind of equate it to trying on the perfect t-shirt. T-shirts, and I love t-shirts, all I wear is t-shirts. I've talked about this in previous episodes. I have more t-shirts than anything in the world. But finding that t-shirt that fits you just right is not always the easiest because they're all cut differently. They're sized differently. And that's kind of how therapy is. You know, your therapist is someone that you're going to be talking to, that you're going to build some kind of bond with because you're going to see them at probably some of the toughest times for yourself. Or you may even be bringing up some very tough moments with that person. So you want to find the one that fits for you. There's nothing wrong with shopping around for a therapist. There's nothing wrong with it. So just food for thought. Think about it. And if you are interested in some therapy networks, I can connect you with some information that I do have. Just, you know, feel free to reach out to me, social media or email. I will keep you anonymous. I will not talk about finding it for you on the podcast. That is specifically for you. Now, With your motivation and when you're starting something new, having self-motivation is fantastic. It is great. It is your driving force. And I've always believed that because at the end of the day, you will always have yourself. No matter if you're in love, you're in a relationship, you're single, you have hundreds of friends, you have a very small group of friends, You have brothers, siblings, family. When it all comes down to it, you will be completely by yourself at some point, way, shape, or form. You're going to be by yourself. And that motivation from yourself is important. You don't want to let that light burn out. It can get dim. It can get dark. But you want to keep at least a little spark going for yourself. And to do that... I've noticed for myself, not only do I have to remember that this journey that I'm on to find whatever I'm finding and going wherever I'm going is important. Just focusing on the goal is great. The goal is great. You have your end goal, but enjoy this journey that you're on. I am enjoying this journey of life that I'm on. I don't know where I'm going sometimes. I don't know what's going to happen sometimes, but I'm still enjoying it because this journey is adding more and more to me to celebrate once I get to the end of it. And I think about it that way. I think about everything that I've been through, accomplished, and am 
going to go through still and accomplish are the things that make me happy. You know, it's like that level up moment when you're playing a video game and you know you haven't made it to the end of the game, but all of a sudden you get a message or you get like a nice little graphic or a trophy or something that says, ding, 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 you just leveled up. I didn't beat the game, but I'm happy as hell that I just leveled up. That's kind of how I view this journey. Now, with your self-motivation, you want to build a network of supported people around you and like-minded people who are around you. Now, supportive is more important to me as opposed to people who are like-minded because a support group is a group of people who they're going to tell you the truth. They will tell you how it is, but they won't turn around on you and run. A support group is also that group there that's going to be there to help you out. They'll buy your product. They'll listen to your products. They'll get involved with you. They'll even just be there, even if they're just in silence and in the room with you. That is a support team. And having that good support team and their motivation combined with your self-motivation, you've got a motivation train here, just a locomotive of locomotivation. I kind of like that term. I'm coining it. And having like-minded people around is good as well. Now, like-minded, like I said, support is very important to me. Like-minded isn't as important because having like-minded people who are motivated, ready to go, go go-getters, that's great. But if you have like-minded people that are just yes-men and are just going to congratulate you and tell you everything's good, even when they know that there's something that can be improved, worked on, or is just seriously not good, is not good for you. Because they're going to keep the motivation going, but maybe you're not having any growth. And your support team can also help you grow through your motivation. So those are some things I like to surround myself with, my friends who are very supportive and just good people to me. It's huge. It's huge. They keep my motivation going. I mean, my one friend, he's always asking me, how's it going? How are things going? You know, we don't live in the same state and we've been very, very close for years, but it's just that simple act of, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, I'll shoot him a text message, just call him randomly. Hey, what's up? Nothing's going on in the world. We could have literally just talked 30 minutes ago. I just, hey, what's going on? And for some reason, it just works for us. We just talk and laugh and kiki it on up and then go about our day and then check in with with each other again. It just turns into a very good, positive environment for us that I love. So one part of motivation that I also want to focus on is perspective. So... There's a story that I heard, and I shared it with a group of friends a couple of years ago, and the story stuck with me. I've heard this story in a few different adaptations quite a few times, but it goes like this. A guru is on a walk. He happens to be walking past a group of men who are working, and he decides to go and talk to these men. So the first man that he walks up to, he says to him, Sir, what are you doing? The man looks at him and he says, Sir, I'm here to make money for my family. We need to eat. So I'm working. I'm working to make money for my family, to support my children and my wife, keep a roof over our head and food in our bellies. We are hungry. So the guru acknowledges him, nods, and then walks over to the next man who's there. He looks at this man and he says, Sir, what are you doing? The guy looks at him with this begrudging look on his face, kind of angry, frustrated, and says, What does it look like I'm doing? I'm making fucking bricks. Why are you interrupting me and asking me such a stupid question? You have eyes and you can see. I am making bricks. I am working. Leave me alone. The guru nods, acknowledges, and then walks to the next man. He looks at this man. He says, sir, what are you doing? The man says to him and looks up at him 
with this gleaming look of hope and encouragement and happiness in his eyes. And he says, I am building the greatest temple in the world, a structure of beauty that cannot be compared to anything known to man. And the guru looks at him, acknowledges, and then walks away. Now, the guru who walked up to these men, he didn't have an idea of what they were doing, but he just wanted to ask them all the same question. And when he observed them, all three of these men, each one of them, were making clay bricks. They were just making clay bricks. That was it. They weren't doing anything different than what the other one was doing. But their perspective on what they were doing was so much different. So much different. Nobody's perspective was wrong because they all view their journey and what they're doing a different way. And this story plays into motivation for me because I look at their perspective is what's giving them the energy to do this. So you have the one guy who's doing this for his family. He wants to make sure his family is set. He is securing the bag to make sure that they are good. You've got one guy who's there and he's there to do his task, get his coins, and then go. And then you have another guy who is there and he is just making something beautiful. All of them are working, but all of their thoughts on it are completely different. And at no point did any of them say anything that made you believe they weren't going to finish their job and that they aren't motivated to get the job done. They're just looking at a different outcome in the end. Now, the person I can relate with the most is the third man because he's just happy and he's just doing something because he knows it's contributing to a goal in the end. And the way that the story goes and the way that the third man reacts, it's something that I can just relate to because every little thing that I think that I do in my world, I feel like it's adding towards something towards the end. I feel like every time I fall down a flight of stairs, that just means at the end of this journey, whatever is going to happen, I'm never going to have to walk on stairs again, ever. Stairs or no. I feel like every time that I eat something delicious, it's just adding towards the end of the journey. Whatever I have at the end of this journey is going to be so delicious, I'm probably going to cry. Cry tears of gold. You know, I think of everything that does happen in this life, it all goes to a greater purpose. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. Who knows? I'm not talking the end of my life. I'm just saying whatever this journey is that I'm on. Now, I think it's important that still throughout the journey and no matter how you look at it, you take the moment to celebrate your small victories, your small miracles, your small goals that you've reached, or even your big goals that you've reached, because that's also a part of motivation. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving yourself a pat on the back, giving yourself a round of applause, doing something to celebrate yourself, because celebration and motivation, they go together too. You know, your motivation, it's not easy to come by. And to celebrate the fact that you accomplished something and you were motivated to do it, oh my gosh, it's just a great thing to do. Now, there was another quote that I saw and I thought was a very, very good one because it still has to do with your motivation. And when you're, well, I want to say when you're, When I embark on a journey and I've seen people who've made it along the way of doing something that may be in the same line, sometimes it is easy to get distracted and say, oh, I just want to be there. I want to be at that point. I'm tired of going through all these steps. And I'll take that in the way of when I first started putting together my podcast. Now, I had been on every social media platform But I hadn't really, you know, invested time in them. I kind of just threw some stuff up and was like, oh, here we go. I'm in the social media network. When you're advertising yourself and pushing yourself out there and making your name more visible, there's more you have to do. 
I actually had to understand Instagram. I had to get what it meant when everybody said it's in my bio. I mean, call me ignorant if you want to. I didn't learn about direct messaging until last year. I had no idea why I had so many notifications on my Instagram. I'm like, I can't get these notifications to go away. I don't understand what they are. And it wasn't until my friend Danny said to me, bitch, you have fucking messages. There are direct messages on Instagram. Had no idea what they were. So I had to learn that. Then starting the podcast, just thinking of the name of my podcast. That was, that took some time because I had so many ideas. I didn't know what to narrow down. Then getting the cover art, then getting the link, then learning about the different platforms that I can post on. Still learning about sponsorships and all these things that I didn't understand that I'm learning about and getting more experience with. When I would listen to people's podcasts in the past, I'd be like, damn, I just want to be at that point. It seems like they've got their shit together. And the quote that put me in check right away and still does it now because I look at some people, I'm like, oh, that's got to be great. They've got to be living a great life. Believe it or not, the poke, the quote came from Pokemon. And the character Grimsley says it. He's a gym leader. And what he says is, it's more important to master the cards you're holding than to complain about the ones your opponent was dealt. I had to let that sink in for a moment. It's more important to be the master of the cards you're holding than to complain about the ones your opponent was dealt. Now, I'm not saying other people who podcast out there or just other people in general are my opponents, but I equate it to when you are looking at somebody else's life and we've heard the term before, the grass is greener on the other side. No, be the master of what you have in your domain. Look at what you've got going on. Check your grass out and don't worry about those other people's grass. You have no idea what they have going on. You have no idea what is under their grass and you have no idea what bodies are buried to keep that grass green. So don't focus on other people. And it's a natural human thing. A lot of people do it. Everybody I'm pretty sure does it at some point or way, shape, and form in their life. And that quote kind of just snapped me out of that mindset when I was thinking about it. And there was a point in my life where I really was just like, well, damn, they seem to have it so good. Everybody else has it good. Why don't I have it that way? And I really felt that that was in my 20s when I was in my early 20s trying to figure out where I was going, what I was doing. And I felt like I had to have an answer. And I was so envious of other people. And now that I'm in my 30s, well, I just turned 30, let's just call it that way. Um, I see it completely differently because I don't know what those people had to go through. I don't know what they had to work through to get to where they're going. All I know is what I'm working through and what I have to go through. So I'm going to master the cards in my hand. Forget about other people's cards. That is not how you play spades in my book. (laughs) Now, one thing that I do like, and it's just something that has always been a big thing for me when it comes to motivation, is being my own biggest fan. You have to be your own biggest fan. Because, like I said before, you've only got you in this life. And being your biggest fan is a great thing because it gives you a chance to just love yourself. Love yourself. You know, if you love yourself, then it's easy to just let you, who you genuinely are, just flow out to the world. And that genuinity which I hope that's a word. I'm just going to make it up, though. If it's not, it's great. Having that genuine space with yourself to just say, hey, I love myself and I'm going to pour myself over these pancakes like syrup. Oh, it'll be amazing. And with loving yourself and analyzing yourself, it's easy to be critical of yourself. I can say it myself. I am far more critical of myself than I think anybody in this world could ever be to me. There's shit that I say to myself, it's just like, damn, Andrew, you just berated yourself more than anybody. And that can be 
healthy thing if you're analyzing yourself and you're correcting things, but don't just trash yourself. You know, still love yourself. Trashing yourself, is it doesn't do you any good. You know, yeah, maybe there's something about yourself you don't like and there's tons of things in me that I don't like, but I'm going to embrace them and love them. And then if it's something that I can change and get the way I want it to be, I'm going to motivate myself to change it by loving myself. That love turns into motivation. It's like changing a 20 for some ones. You cash in that love and it's just like, whoa, I'm making it rain now. It's still the same $20, but now I can stand under it and at least let it fall on my body. I like it. So <clears throat> with this motivation, I had a couple of questions and well, with the topic of motivation, I had a couple of questions and things that were submitted to me. And I want to talk about a couple of them. So one person who sent me a message, her name is Chelsea, and she's in New Jersey. And Chelsea, thank you for sending a message. Um, She said to me, what would be the 10 most motivating words I can say to myself every morning to make myself exercise and get out of the house? So I'll tell you what I say to myself. Um, I am a cyclical gym person. You know, I go to the gym in cycles. I'll go when I feel like, okay, I'm ready to go to the gym, but I'm not a gym head. I will take a break and just relax from the gym, and I think that is important to do. But when I need that motivation to get my butt up and go or go to the gym after work as opposed to coming straight home, I say to myself, if you give up, you will never see the gains. I always say that. If you give up, you'll never fit the gains. And I say it to myself just over and over as a mantra to say, okay, you keep coming home, standing on the scale, looking at yourself in the mirror, saying you don't like what you see, but if you don't go to the gym, it's just not going to change. And I say it to myself, if I give up, I'll never see the change. I'll never see the gains. I'll never see it because I'm not applying myself. Um, And I, I add that to other things in my life more than just going to the gym, you know, If you don't give yourself a pep talk sometimes or make it happen, you'll never see the results you're looking for. It's almost like saying that you are going to plant some flowers. So you go and buy a bag of seeds and then you sit that bag of seeds on your dining room table for the next year and a half. Yeah, you went out and bought the seeds, but you're never going to see anything if you don't plant them. You don't do the work that it takes to get you there. And exercising can be great. It's a fantastic and fun thing to do. It makes you feel happy and all great. And, uh, you know, side note, not to gross anybody out, but if you are not regular with your cycle of movements of your bowels, exercise. It'll help you get regular. <laughs> so another thing that I got, um, this person wants to stay anonymous, but it was how do you stay motivated when starting something you've never done before, especially when the results won't be seen until you're further down the road. And two ways that keep me motivated. One that I've talked about a lot in today's podcast is focusing on the journey and not just the goal. All these cool little things that you're going to pick up along the way. For my gamers out there, it's those item pickups that you never expected to get. You're walking down the hallway and there's some random chest and inside the chest, there's this golden comb and literally a hair comb that has a handle made of diamond. It wasn't my goal to find this comb, but now that I found it, I've got an accessory on my journey. I'm building my bag and that's what keeps me motivated. You know, I'm learning about editing and software and audio clips and audio files and all these things. And I may not see the end of my journey anytime soon. I know it's far, 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 far down the road. But the fact that I'm picking up all these little interesting things and more knowledge, that's what keeps me motivated. The other part of it that keeps me motivated for the journey is the excitement that it builds up for other people who are either participating or watching the journey. And even though I haven't seen the result from it yet, the excitement that's building, the rumble that's around me, it's kind of like when you throw a rock into a pond or some water and the ripples pull out, 
that energy that's generated, it's also motivating from the people who are around me and the people who are being a part of it. I mean, one thing to think about just now in the news, I mean, just tonight I saw it watching nightly news. We just have seen the first picture or image of a black hole. And this is, we, we haven't seen a black hole, like a picture of a black hole in hundreds and hundreds of years. This is the very first one. And there was so much work put behind it. And now we can see an image of a black hole. We knew they existed. We heard that they were out there. There's theories and astronomers have thought about it for so long. And now we finally see a picture. And uh, I have to get the woman's name. And if I do, I will make sure to include it in the description or talk about it in the next podcast. But the woman who led the project for the equation to compile this data to actually have an image of a black hole, it took her almost 10 years and she didn't give up. She kept going. That motivation had to get low at some point, but she kept going. So it's important to keep yourself motivated by focusing on the journey and how things go before you get to the goal. Because it's not easy, but the goal's still there. As long as you keep going, that goal is still there. Um, <clears throat> so another one that I got, and this one was really good. Uh, they're all good, but this one, it was good because it made me think of something that I didn't think of when I was talking. And that was, how do you motivate yourself to get work done after trying many things and failing over and over and over and over and over again? This is hard. It is hard. Because failure can feel like a slap in the face. Feel like someone just literally kicked you in the ducats, smashed your good china, set your carpet on fire, and took your most comfortable pair of socks that you have and washed them with nothing but bleach. So now they're stained and uncomfortable. That's what failure looks like and feels like to me. Now, Failing is not a bad thing. There is nothing to be ashamed of if you fail at something. Failure can be a very good thing, and failure itself can be the motivation to try again and again and again. It is hard to keep your energy going and your positivity after failing, and it it depends on what failure looks like to you. Failure could be having doors closing in your face when you're trying to make connections and get to a higher level. Failure could be maybe if it's a monetary goal you're going after, you're losing money and not making money. I think failure could be maybe you tried to bake a quiche and it burned. That could be failure. And for me, when I hit a point that I consider failure, I get motivated because now it's my time to do it all over again, to build it differently, to maybe build some things the same way, to add in these new things that I didn't think of before. That is what the motivation is for me when I see and feel what I consider to be failure, is the chance to do it over again. You know, every day you wake up is another chance to do it over again. Every time that a failure doesn't kill you, it's a chance to do it over again. You know, I've heard the term that bad things and bad experiences or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I believe that. But also a way that I've thought of it is failure and bad things that happen don't only make you stronger, but they give you great stories to tell. And stories can be huge for motivation for yourself and others and can also be a platform for you to stand on that you didn't think you had. And... If you take a chance to look back at your life, and all of us, I think, if we take a chance to look at our lives, we have great stories to tell. Every person in this world has a story, and failure is all a part of the story, and it makes the story even better. So that is what keeps me motivated when it comes to failing about things. Um, 
a part of it that was something I'm going to combine with this question was a question that one of my coworkers asked me today. And it was just, how do you sustain self-motivation when you suffer a setback towards your goals? And it's kind of the same feeling that I have with failure. Um, I am a gamer. I love to play video games. I love to do puzzles. And I love mazes and figuring things out. And one of the things that is so great with failure or a setback is it takes you back to a part of your journey that maybe you thought you had already passed. And now when you get to go back, you get to analyze that area more. And I bring in the fact that I'm a gamer, because if you're a gamer like me or you're somebody who likes to explore and find things, when you get to go back to an area you've already visited, you get to see it in a whole different light. You get to see something more. You get to say, okay, I know what that area looks like, but I didn't focus on this corner the last time I was here. So let me focus on this area. And that chance to get a do-over, to almost get that moment where, you know, you're playing hide-and-seek with your friends and you finally get to touch base and say, hey, I'm safe. That's kind of what I equate to a setback or failure to be at times because it gives you a chance to look back at what you've done, pick apart what you've done, take out what's good and take out what worked and take out what maybe is not as good and didn't work, revamp it and try it all over again. And now every person who gets to witness it and even you yourself, now they have a whole different take on the same thing that you tried in the past. That's what keeps me motivated even when there's a setback. Setbacks are okay. Sometimes you give yourself a setback to give yourself a moment to step ahead at that point. So thank you guys for everything, um, for listening and you guys out there, you are part of my motivation. Every person who takes a chance to listen and even if you don't listen and you're not listening to me, you may never hear it. But just seeing other stories in the world and people doing their thing in this world, that's a huge motivation to me. And it's something that I think is invaluable in this world. So I just want to say, of course, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. Um, This is Gay Black and Motivated, just in case you want to hear the episode name again. Like always, you can find me on all social media platforms as AJ Vandertunt. That's A-J-A-Y-V-A-N-D-E-R-T-U-N-T. And also, if you want to reach out to me directly and questions, comments, concerns, advice, you want to be featured on the podcast, you can reach me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in George, B as in boy, B as in boy, at gmail.com. I hope that you guys did enjoy, and I can't wait to keep taking this journey further, and I hope you guys ride along with me for this journey. It won't always be fun, but hopefully it'll be a good time. (laughs) And I hope you guys to hear from me next week. Have a great weekend.